Microphone check. Internet. Welcome back to another episode of Premium Petro. But man, let me tell you something, okay? In New York City, man, the the weather is really bipolar. Last week had three jackets on and a ski mask. This week, man, I I had a fucking t-shirt on the other day. It's like 67 degrees. Bipolar weather is something I'll never understand. It's happening more and more in different places. But internet, man, listen, you got to do more than check your weather app when you walk out the house these days, man. You got you got to carry a fucking suitcase with you or something with different type of material. You may have to get gouaches, bathing suits, uh, triple you know triple fat uh, uh, bomber gooses. You know you don't know what you need out here. But I will say, uh, always stay on point. You know I always say this, okay? And when and when I say open up your Twitter app, open your Instagram app at Premium Pete at Premium Pete Show and check the fuck in. Shouts to everybody who checks in, man. I know I seen Russia. On the check-in, I've seen uh, Barbados on the check-in. I've seen Bahamas, Dominican Republic, and then all in the states, man. You know, Chicago, Detroit, New York, uh, Pennsylvania. Seen people from uh, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, New Orleans. Internets worldwide. I appreciate you. And if I ever did anything for you, I always say this, okay? People ask me, oh, Pete, how can, how can I do anything for you, man? I appreciate all the gems I learned, all the people that came on and really, you know, learned more about them or people that I didn't know uh, I learned about. You know, how, how can I, you know, do, you know what you could do? Okay? Go to iTunes and rate. Rate the Premium Pete Show. Or tell a friend to tell a friend. Dig in the catalog. You know, we have everybody on, you know, I told you from the founder of Venmo to to an LL to 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 whoever you could think of, people from all walks of life, okay, that we have sat down with, okay, and 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 that's important to me. Where you you know, and and I really appreciate the audience that listens that understands. Look, you know, you never know who's going to be on, and sometimes it may not even be a name that I know, but I'm very thankful to understand and, and press play and listen. I might learn something. I don't care how long you've been in a certain business or a game or an industry, you could always learn something. So always, always keep an open mind. You know, sometimes I'm on my, my past Pete stuff, but listen, I'm being honest with you. Always keep an open mind. You could always learn something. And that goes to where I put on my Twitter recently, at Premium Pete. I put, separate yourself from people who complain too much. And I'm going to say that again. Separate yourself from people who complain too much. Because there's people who just can't find anything not to complain about. They continue to complain and complain and complain. And to really, to be honest with you, it's just toxic. And being somebody who's been around a lot of different industries for so long, whether it be, uh, you know, in, in the footwear industry, in the entrepreneurial industry, in, in the podcast industry, in, in, the, back, in the back end of the podcast and producing, uh, helping network, every industry I've been in, okay, I will say this. You, you want to be able to have good spirits. You, you want to be able to create on a good head, you know what I mean? Where your mind ain't boggled and and, and ain't filled with a bunch of negative shit. So keep a positive attitude. Try to at least, okay? And and, and if you have problems with that, because a lot of industries are shady, talk to someone. Talk to someone you trust. But don't always, I, I think I said this the week before, don't always burn your bridges. You know, don't, you know keep, keep, keep in mind, you never know when you need to go across that bridge again. So you don't need to, you know, kick in the door sometimes. Sometimes you can just knock on the motherfucker, you know. But internet, let me tell you something. This week's episode, man, is with a good brother of mine, man. The one and only killer Mike, man. And it ain't killer. Like, you know, people listen. I, I, I've seen this before. Me and Mike spoke about it where it's like, oh, killer Mike, a killer? Man, you know, I know he was good. He, he, he spoke about where it's M-I-C, but he's like, nah, man, it's killer Mike, man. And this dude is is is... Honestly, just a real, uh, besides besides being a good friend of mine, I love him. Um, just a real great dude. I mean, been able to be in a, in a rapper for so long, an activist, an entrepreneur. And one thing I love about Killing Mike is not only has he been able to progress himself, he's been able to progress other people. Um, man, just a great guy, man. Got trigger warning with Netflix. Speak about artistry. Speak about entrepreneurship. Speak about, you know, black culture, Atlanta culture, uh, you know, NFL, Trump, Kaepernick. I ain't got to really say any more, Internets, okay? All right? Get ready for this week's... You hear what I'm saying? I'm over here fucking uh, stuttering over here. What the fuck's the matter with me? Get ready for this week's episode with the one and only Killer Mike. Let's get to it. Cheers!
Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up one time. Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show was milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show sitting here with my guy my friend okay Absolutely. sometimes you say listen sometimes you say friend sometimes you say homie listen i got a lot of love for this individual Absolutely. okay reason re- reason why is, is 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 first of all he's a great dude he's all heart he's all passion he's a lot of things a rapper Actor, look at it, actor now. Could you believe this shit? Actor, <laughs> I can't believe that. Activist, uh, uh, entrepreneur, yeah. So many fucking things, my friend Michael Renda, the one and only Killer Mike What's in the up, building. Man? Oh man, oh, put man. one of the most precious. Um, it's something I tell myself often. You know, presence, not presence. Mm, you know what I'm mm. Yeah, you know so the lifestyle we're living in my life. Of course, listen, as a as a fellow father. Uh, it means the world to me. I remember you told me like, you know, that presence over presence. And me, I get it, you know. And, yeah. and 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 I have to say that to myself sometimes. You get in the midst of working hard, and I have to remember, like in particular with Pony and Michael, I worked so hard with their older brother and sister, Malik and Anaya, that I spent a lot of time away but establishing. But with that said, children don't have to be forced to understand that. So radically different you know this time around so mm, mm, i like that thank you you know we we're talking off air about you actually you're gonna be getting an award yeah what the internet know about that award um i'm getting an award in honor it's an award named for frederick Douglass. it's one of a few hundred people in the country that receive it um it's from an anarchist organization and abolitionist and um people who believe in free thought and free thinking is going to be given to me in this black tie gala in D.C. Mm, in a few mm. days. I get to take my wife and dress like my favorite characters out of the Goodfellas. Oh, man, know, forget about great, it. That's a beautiful thing. You know, you know, what I do want to talk about is this. Um, Shouts out to my publicist, Jennifer Farmer, too. Oh, absolutely. She's been working yeah. hard, man. Yeah, she has. I got a few of Catherine from Biz 3 and, and, and Duncan out in L.A. and Jennifer. You know, I got like three different publicists mm. for three different aspects and they work in unison together, you know, what you don't think about. But I really appreciate my team. Thank mm. you all for that. Mm. You know, it's special. First of all, it's special to not only mention them. It's special to to that, you know, and, and we spoke about this before, but it's not about, like, reinventing because I was using the word reinventing, but it's like yeah. you've been able to pivot yourself through yeah. so many different avenues from being a, a, a kid from Atlanta. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, always smart, right? Yeah. Uh, um. But you know, hustling like we all yeah, we all exactly. got caught up in the game, exactly. right? But smart people make dumb decisions when they're in the midst of the Jordan and the crack era. You know? Sure, sure, absolutely. So you know, you think about it and being able to become a rapper, an actor, and and, and so much more. You know, one thing that I want to get right into before we even go into like any type of activist stuff or finish off on on any type of uh, first of all trigger warning. Okay, yeah, out t- on Netflix. Yeah, TV show. <laughs> Come on, we'll get to that too. Behind. You know, what I want to get to what I didn't get to. Music, right? yeah. One one thing I want to talk about is is you know we think about one song that I really love. I mean, it's so many, but you know, is the whole world, a whole world. You know? Yeah, that flow. You know, Man, and and, and with, for sure. How the fuck did that happen? Um, I always thought the guys just went to the strip club and Big told me to hang around and check it out, but I honestly think. My man CeeLo from the Beat Bullies, the guys who produced Kryptonite, hit me and said, "That's wrong." He said, "Yo." Gip was supposed to be on that record. Mm. He said, you had already been on so many records that the guys were like, yo, my, like right now you hit me on a lot of big boy records. It's because I go to the studio, and if he's there rapping and I like the beat or, you know, if he's just kind of chilling, I just go in the booth and just rap something. And I was just like, if you want to keep it, if not, I'll just exercise, you know, just playing around. And I've been like that with them because like, they've never really held back my creativity. So I've been on so many outcast records apparently that they were like, you know, now we got this for Gip. But then Gip and the guys, I think, went to the strip club or whatever. And I just laid, I think I just laid on it. And um, I, and when they came back, they heard it. It was like, we can't take this off. This kid's rapping his ass off. And, you, know. you know, you know, it's crazy. And and obviously, uh, you know, legendary outcast, big boy, Andre 3000. 
But honestly, and this is no, I'm not saying it like in, in, in a disrespectful way, but when you hear that, I'm like, man, this this dude may have outversed. Everybody. Oh, yeah, I took that record. Now, yeah. no, that's no diss to my big brother. Like, I, I feel like when I show up on features, I show up. Like, that one popping tags, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I show up, I, I show up to show up. You know what I mean? I mean, even just the whole thing, like, you know, I catch a beat running like Randy, Randy Moss, Moss, you yeah. know? Like, like how Yo, long did it take you to put that together? Not long. Works? Not long. I don't write, so. You know, and then you trying to, and I don't, you know, it's just like, like you get in the booth, you don't want to be in there all night, so you got to get that shit off. And that record was found in the pattern. Player, I grind. My focus is crime. Raw with the rhyme. I'm slick with the slime. My words are dime. It's dug out. Mine, spit them, polish. Look how they shine. Glitter, glisten, glow. Flaws. I catch it. Be running, running like Randy Moss. Riding it off like a brand new house. I'm rolling my stones. Dabbling no mouth. Climbing, I'm coming. I hope you get off. I rock your own book like a leader and talk. Back, back, forth, forth. Get that cellar on course, course. Make that track of course, course. Rap, roll. Utterly rock with my mouth to the mic and my hand on my Cadillac. Outcast, this won't stop. Like that's, it's a very primal flow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, you hear that flow pop up in the South a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, when you were doing Trigger Warning with Netflix, um, did you find it hard to find a lot of black businesses that were owned? Yeah, it's harder. You know, my grandfather told me that pre-desegregation, you know, you had to do for yourself. Like, <clears throat> being black um, in America, descendant of slaves, like, I'm, I'm black. I'm, I'm an African-American. I'm a part of this country's culture from the very beginning until now in a radically different way than those who didn't come, you know, in bondage. It's a real weird duality where the greater community, sometimes meaning white Anglo-Saxon Protestant people who've been here, who may be the descendants of those who were in power, you you it, you look at it, it's a paradox in that you see these people as American and as a part of this culture, and then the flip side, they seem to be wanting to separate themselves from you when they say bank black, buy black, things of that nature. Well, I want to tell people very easily, it's very simple as having a little Italy or Chinatown, you know what I'm saying, and things of that nature. If you want the best Italian food, at wherever you're at, if there's a place called Little Italy, you got to check it out. Sure, you sure. know, there's an authenticity there, and you go. I go to Koreatown. We go to K-Town when we're in um, in L.A. No because I want real Korean barbecue. I want to be around real Korean people who this is authentic and it's great. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's to the American slant, I go to culturally where they are. Shouts out to my friend Alice, who's a friend of me and Shay runs us through there. You know, for me, I want black people to know that there was a time then and now where the greater community wants to be there. They just need to know it's open to be there. But to the greater community, yeah, we expect you to support our business. I don't want you to listen to Killer Mike rap about the Blue Flame and go to Atlanta and not go. I want you to go. You're going to go, you're going to have fun, you're going to take a story with you. But I want you to also say if you have to have a small savings account or a tax account, I want you to consider using Citizens Trust Bank, which also both of those businesses, one a strip club, one a bank, are, are products of my community. You know, And how do they help the greater community? Well, if you like trap music, if you like rap music, Atlanta's the leading cultural force in music now, well, it comes right out of those clubs, right out of those neighborhoods. If you want to open a small business and the bigger banks aren't giving you the consideration you need, then these smaller black banks, which are great, you know, black, black banks and credit unions, are the places where you're going, you know what I'm saying, to get those. Because money, they ain't got no color. Essentially, the people want you to be able to pay your loan back with interest. So I'm talking to not only black people when I say that. I want black people to own businesses because I want a dollar to turn longer than six hours in our community. But I want the greater community to know that I want you supporting business, which is why what came out of the Living Black episode, the most important thing to me isn't the absence of black businesses. that, that are. It is how can I make black businesses more connectable? So how can I know where they are? How can I know how to identify them and how good or bad they are and how can I go there? So, you know, app providers out there, app developers, we need a black Yelp of sorts, right, or or new green book. And beyond that, it was to let black people know that these spaces are wide open. You can open these businesses, too, and service not only your community but the greater community. Mm. You know, it makes a tre tremendous amount of sense. You know, it, it, it's crazy because it's like you think about it, and I mentioned this before with the uh, Hasidic Jews, you know, yeah, um, absolutely. you know, in, in Brooklyn, you know, yeah. it, it, they make their own pizza. You know, it's kosher pizza. Absolutely. You know, um, and, and Chinatown, like you said, that's per. Yo, that's a. I sometimes you don't look at stuff like that. You know, as a person, like like yeah. until you hear it like that. Little Italy, yeah. like Chinatown. Chinatown. If you go by there now, TD Bank has Chinese letters in front of it. And, and so does McDonald's. Absolutely, and that's a and that's and it's nothing. That's part of 
part of what I love about my country, part of, honestly, you know, a lot of people have aversions to America, but I, I've traveled the world. And, you know, I'm here to tell you, I've even by my black grandparents, who my grandmother was a granddaughter of a slave, you know, these people didn't hold, they didn't hold a hatred for America that held them back from progressing here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They hated the things that have been done. But this this country will give you a greater look into more diverse diverse culture over the span of 3,000 miles you'll probably get anywhere in the world. Whether it's, you know, looking at landscape, like it's no it's no wonder that America put Eastern Europeans in, in the middle of America that were used to the cold weather. So if you want sausage and kibasas, you want to be in Chicago and Wisconsin if you want cheese because these people brought these things with them. You know, in terms of African tradition and, and rituals, when you talk about the southern coast of Georgia and the food and the way they cook, when you talk about the inlands of Florida, Alabama, places like that, radically different. But you got to go those places and you have to appreciate the culture somehow is different than my ethnic culture or religious culture, but it adds to this bigger culture in America. They used to say it's a melting pot. Well, things disappear in a melting pot. America is more like a great vegetable soup. Mm. You know how you go, you're hungry, you're cold, you're sure. just one day you just need soup, and you taste the tomato, you taste the onion, you taste the bell pepper. Each thing different, but each adds to that soup. Then at the end, you drink the broth. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Chinatown, the little Russians, you know what I mean? I'm just telling black people, don't be ashamed of brown town. Mm. Brown town is cool. Harlem is Harlem in the 1920s is cool. Sure, and think about you know, and it, lift that mic up a, a drop. And sorry about that. No, it's all good. And, think, and, and yeah, and think about it. Who who would? Uh... Well, this shit is just like you after sex. It just. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but think about it too. Who visits Chinatown? Not only Chinese people. Not exactly the greatest. It's community, a tourist. Though. If if you said Brown Town, right? People come into town and like, yo, we gotta check this out. We get some good soul food. Absolutely. Maybe we get some good what, whatever it is. Again, making a point that I think people don't take time to understand. Yeah. Now it's like you know, okay, we, we got it becomes a tourist trap. Yeah. But yeah. it's made by people of their own culture. Absolutely, absolutely. You are, you are. You are using your culture to advance your economic cause sure. and be a part of this. Some people will use the word exploit. I don't see it as that. Like, you know, Chinese people don't care about certain exploitative things you think. They make their restaurants to, to cater toward what 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 they are mixed with what you expect. And they give you a version of that that you like. And then you pay and then they support their real culture, whatever that may be. In their own way, you know what I'm saying. So Chinese New Year is held because Chinese people hold to Chinese New Year here. That doesn't break. Black people should do the same with Juneteenth. Sure. Juneteenth should not, because I I've been in hotels when Chinese New Year's getting celebrated. That shit is fun as fuck. The fireworks start getting off. The festivities, you know, <laughs> it gets it's lit. Juneteenth to me should be the same type of holiday. It's not. It's for us to learn about, to care about, to think about. But let's make it a bigger thing so that economically it benefits us and the greater community. Like I talk a lot about Black History Month. Your child is a mm -hmm. biracial child. Mm -hmm. Black History Month is not just for the black side of that child. Black History Month should be celebrated by the whole family. Like we, everybody's getting the Black History Month Nikes. Everybody's eating some soul food and some Caribbean food, some West African food. Everybody, because the more we learn, and culturally you have to know more than some of your comrades because you're well, a black sure. woman, have a black child. Culturally, we start to appreciate each other in a major way that's beneficial, that's dope. You know what I mean? So like when Black History Month comes around, I want all my friends to participate in Black History Like St. Patty's Day. You think all I, these people... I gave that example three times this morning, Pete. Yeah, I know. Like you, people go and people take off of work in the city and go drink all day. They're not even Irish. Not even, biggest celebration in Georgia, Pete. Mm. St. Patty's Day in Savannah really? where my wife is from. They paint the fucking river green. Like, it's so much money to be made, but and I don't know how that happens in Savannah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But St. Patty's Day is my perfect example. I use that example all the time to people. I'm not Irish, and I love St. Patty's Day. Mm. That shit is lit. You know, I don't even know what Cinco de Mayo means. <laughs> I just know I tell Me all my homeboys, hola, <laughs> and we party like a motherfucker, you know? <laughs> so black people, you know, stop, stop letting yourself be shamed into this weird corner where not only are you ashamed culturally to express yourself, you're, you're ashamed to show it or afraid to share it with other people. You know, we should be. You know, you, you obviously been around for years in, in, in mm -hmm. Atlanta and in, in, in the game. It's my 15th year as a professional as a, rapper. Uh, really? Yeah. 
Congratulations. Yeah. They should give awards out, you know? Yeah. You made it. <laughs> you made still it. Here. Yeah. It's got his button. You know, <laughs> but when you think about it, your voice is more important now than it ever was. And what yeah. I mean by that is, uh, you know, or it's heard more. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when did you realize, like, because, you know, look, I, I've been around from, you know, grew up in Brooklyn. Like, sometimes you don't think as the bigger picture. When did you realize your voice was real important? Like, where you had to, you know, be careful of what you say, too. I never forget expressing that in a hip hop DX comment section, right? Maybe when I first was on Pledge 2, like when I did, like, um, like put the pressure on them and Bad Day, Worst Day. Well, Bad Day, Worst Day, but put the pressure on them and, um, Shit like that. Well, I don't forgot. What's, what's the one where I went, talked about? Uh, uh, Trying to think. What's the record? It's two of them. It's a part one and part two. It's not God in the Building, but it's one where I talk about the Oprahs, the Bill Cosby's, the Eddie Longs. You know what I mean? It, but it's just a. And I was like, Yo, man, I, I, they could like, I could say some shit to get me knocked off. And I remember the Hip Hop DX commenters just touching my ass up. Ah, oh, nigga, you ain't pop. Nigga, you ain't. And you just, you know you get people professionally are there to shit Sure, on sure, sure. You and can't I, fuck with I, those people. I can, remember, I can remember laughing like, they don't even understand who the fuck I am. You know, because I had been an advocate and an activist since I was 15. At 16 years old, we were sitting across the table from transit police and, 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 and Marta, and like, yo, y'all gonna stop beating these kids up, but these kids gonna start shooting back, so let's figure this out. You know what I'm saying? I was just with Andrew Young, former U.S. ambassador and mayor of Atlanta. So he was like, yo, the first time I met you, you and a bunch of kids were damn near kicking in my door like we deserve saying our city. So they didn't understand who I was. I've always known who I was. Mm, mm. Yeah, you know, I know exactly who I am. When Pac said, I might not change the world, but I'll, you know, I'll influence the person that does. Like, I, as I, when I knew that I was one of those people, you know, mm. being influenced in such a way. Because I had done my studies and proved myself worthy, whether it was with, you know, with the... Nation of Islam that kind of introduced me to radical black thought. Miss Baraki, Doctor, the writings of Doctor Asa Hilliard, Doctor Ben. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had already been prepared to be radicalized, and then I understood later as I got not only into Pan Africanism but into greater, you know, anarchist thought that that we got the same masters. Mm. Like you may fight it as a gay and lesbian fighter, I may fight it as an African American or Pan Africanist fighter. You may fight it as you know someone resisting tyranny uh, from from the aspect of Eastern Europe. But for me, you know, I said I started to see alliances and where uh, uh, you know aligning yourself with other groups made sense. So for me, I knew that I was always dangerous if that makes any sense. So. Did you did you ever have any brands like say like you know that that say ah we don't want to fuck with you because you know sometimes you may keep it too fucking real and they feel like you know or maybe too strong any brands that didn't? I, you ain't seen me have no major endorsements yeah shouts well, out to Grand though they just sent me some dope sweatshirts that remind me of like some some high end shit for fat cats it's <laughs> apparently a brand called Grand and they uh, they they like streetwear but exclusive okay shouts to Grand. Yeah. So, yo, you you lost weight though, no? I have, I've lo- and still losing some. I okay. want I want to get off like in the next eighteen months, like a hundred. We'll see how I do. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were, 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 were you skinny when you were young? Nah, I always, always big. Fat dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put up a picture of me <laughs> always at seventh fresh, grade though. prom. Always fresh. Yeah, huh? I, yeah, I always was slick. Now, always yeah, slick. But I always been a little Low, chubby dude. Kicks. Yeah, always. <laughs> but always, yo, man, I've always been buck tooth and always been chubby, man. <laughs> And uh, and it it worked for me, you know what I'm saying? Look at this picture. This is me seventh grade prom. Look at that. Hold on, let's see. That's crazy. Oh, you got the cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little chubby kid with the peewee. That's classic. Yeah. <laughs> Full tuxedo though, if you know. It's my man yeah. Ben Norman. When I tell the story of Ben Norman. Who had everyone know who knows me? Know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead, but I'm a, in particular my favorites are the Air Max, the sure. OGs, the 87s. Yep. Ben Norman is here. Shouts out to Ben. Homeschools his kids. Brilliant brother. Now we just spoke at a school together. But Ben, this is Ben in a gray suit. Mm. Ben was the first person to rock the 80, the 87s, the red and red and red and whites. When I remember him walking on the basketball field because he was in, um, he was in another class with my cousin Jimmy. This is in Atlanta. Yup, that's Keisha right there. Ke- uh, no, that's Zuela Harris whose mom was Dr. Harris. She was a sports psychologist, I think, at Georgia Tech. Her brother Ali played on the national championship team. And Chakisha's Ector, whose father was over the GBI at the time. That's Chakisha right there. And that's me. 
Lord Savi dude. And with, the, with, the, with the blue satin cover. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you, do you go to like a, a lot of checkups and do, are you you fuck with doctors like that? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. that's why you lose. The, yeah, I don't want to die. I mean, listen. No, man, I'm I, not saying you want to no, die. No, no, no. I'm I just saying, I'm just telling men out there right quick. Look, man, especially if you make some money, look, I ain't preaching to nobody, but I'm just saying like the best thing that could have happened to me is I got exhausted and dehydrated on the road and I got sick. I had to go to the doctor because I started finding out for a fat guy, you're pretty good health. But if you don't, hurt, you know, lose some weight and just change these habits, this is what could happen to the bad. So it's changed some habits about me. But, yeah, man, I go to the doctor because, like, my wife is is a, is a fucking vigilant about it. You know what I mean? She And I don't want to die and leave her rich for some young guy to hump on. So, <laughs> you know? Yo, uh, we, 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 just, um, we just seen um, recently the Super Bowl is over, right? Yeah. Um, you know what? What are your thoughts uh, um, as far as like with Kaepernick? Have you had a chance to speak to him or? I've, I talked to him through. I think, I think we talked maybe through Tip one time. Okay. Um. I don't know. I support. I support Colin, man. I was with Nick Cannon the other day, who was with him on Super Bowl day. I support him. I mean, I support his plight. I support his move. Um, there are many paths to freedom. We gonna meet each other there. But I, I'm glad that the brother's speaking. I'm glad that he is. You know, he sacrificed himself, and I think he deserves a place of high honor in, in, in all our households, you know. As an American, you know, beyond being a black issue, beyond being in, in even a trade issue in terms of if all the, like Skip Bayless said, if all the athletes, black and white and others, would have bonded around him, that would have broken the stranglehold in terms sure. of trade agreements sure. in the NFL, but they didn't, right? But in terms of um, as Americans, you should want to see people exercise to the extreme, they First Amendment rights, because the the more the rights are protected of people I don't agree with, the more the more rights I, I keep, and the more they're restricted for people I don't agree with, the greater restrictions I put on myself. The the one thing that I find crazy is that the NFL really never stepped up to the plate, and really acknowledged to me, you know, like you know, okay, they got prison reform and yeah. uh now and you know, with I think Jay and Meek and this guy Michael Rubin and all yeah. of them and Kraft, God bless. But I'm saying they never really to me like uh handled the situation, like acknowledged the situation. Like the NFL to me, uh like I feel like owners could have stepped up and be like, Look, okay, um we get it, you know, and we wanna do every every owner wants to donate Five million dollars. I'm just gonna, and I, I know it's more than money, but what I'm trying to say is at least acknowledge. Like it's crazy to me that uh, somebody like Trump, right, is complaining, um, and 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 they haven't f- still figured out a solution to acknowledge that what this guy is saying because he's standing on ground that makes total sense. You know what I mean? These yeah. things are happening every day. Well, you know, why would the state acknowledge that agents of the state? Are murdering members of the proletariat. Mm. You know why would a Nazi acknowledge we're murdering Jews? Why would why would a brown shirt in Italy acknowledge that we're we're murdering any Italian that's sympathetic? So, for me, Nazi like and brown shirt like tactics, totalitarian like tactics, are being used to police the proletariat. Period. Now it's easier to kill black people. Women or men, it's easier. Whether it's Sandra Bland or Michael Brown, it's easier. Why to get you say that for? Why is it easier yeah. to kill them? Because that's what the evidence shows us. Yeah. There's a woman who admitted that I lied and it got Emmett killed. Emmett Till, uh, Emmett, um, Emmett Till killed. She's 83 years old. She's still alive. She's not in jail. What would happen if she was an 83 year old Nazi mm-hmm. or 93 year old Nazi? What would happen? They would drag her ass out of her door and she'd be shipped for trial. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. that 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 tells you. There's nothing else to tell you. Your son's life is worth less than the life of his white cousin, in the eyes of in the in the eyes of the greater public. That's we can we can argue it. We can you know, and that's not a, an attack on you. It's just saying that's what the public shows yeah. black and brown people, right? You know. You yeah, no, no. I'm 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 well aware of that. Yeah. You know. So, I'm, I mean. You um. Know. But I think that the greater thing though is that the state can kill any of us. See, even if you're a white drunk guy crawling in a hotel and the policeman has an AR-15, tells you don't move, he can still shoot you and kill you dead. You're a white man. Still ain't going to be much fuss about it. You know what I mean? So the state, the state is has has become your enemy. You know what I mean? And we don't acknowledge that. Now, who profits if a state, if a state is that totalitarian and, and, and that powerful, 
Who feeds the state or the political class? The rich. Who owns sports teams? Billionaires and the rich. So you're asking the state and the people that essentially lobby, pay, bribe, use, or make agents of the state, which are politicians, you're asking them to turn against the people they need most in terms of land acquisition for stadiums, in terms of drinking and carousing laws that are going to be affected, and in terms of who brings the team and how much taxpayers pay and don't pay. So you're asking two people in collusions, meaning the state and the, and the planner class or the billionaire class or the owner class, you're asking them to somehow do something benevolent and recognize that the people they only see as customers on one or only see as votes, you know, two. You're asking them to somehow acknowledge that. It's not going to happen. You know, you ever think if everyone, like we spoke briefly about it just now, but uh, you think if everyone said, you know what, fuck it, we're not playing. Hey. No, no, hold on, hold on. Just hit me, just hit me out. Give it to me. What, I that? like this. It's that radical. No, shit. no, no like kind of like, <laughs> yo, think about it, right? Look, look, you know, it's not like you'll never get a job again. It's not like it's 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 not like Odell Beckham. I'm giving an example, or people are so fucking talented would never get a job again. That'd be a new league tomorrow. Do, do if everyone came together and says, yo, fuck this shit, fuck this shit, and we're not playing, yo, what shit would, would what would happen tomorrow, nigga? Shit would change tomorrow tomorrow and people say oh that could never happen yes it could if if every i'll give you a perfect example so i don't want to beat up beat up anybody but remember when that street basketball league went crazy in early 2000 mm. yo the nba was like yo we got a draft cover them dudes we got to disrupt that thing a little bit. You know what I mean? They brought some of their players over. They brought it. They almost made them like a D-League, and then it just kind of dissipated. With Ice Cube and this big three thing, man, that that you got to say to yourself, you know, what would happen if you took the three-league, the, the concept that Ice Cube did with basketball, and you said, well, the Arena League Football League or the Flag League or the Canadian League, we're going to have you guys come down here and create a whole nother league. Everybody's going to quit on the same day. Now football games is played on Friday nights or Thursday nights, and we're gonna only, and, and, and they can still have their Sunday contracts and figure out what to put up, but everybody's going to quit. And, man, if that happened, everything could change in a day. It's crazy to think of. I know, I know people. And, and it can't happen. Yeah. And I know some people will say, like, yo, but that's why, like, some people, you know, have kids and livelihood, but – most and I don't I don't want to count people's money, but I'm saying even if you tried it for a couple of weeks, yeah, just to show, right? You know, say like think about that. You know, if they wouldn't go to the play, amount the amount of money that would be lost in two Sundays would create radical change versus their salary. Yeah, versus yeah. your salary. Yeah, you only take like, a couple, and then if you get hurt, they're gonna cut you that week anyway. It's not, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't know people's money, uh, but but I don't think people are living like super check to check. I'm sure some, you know. So but if you took people a month, do live above their means. Yeah, the smartest thing Warren Buffett has done is never bought another house. Mm. Mm. You know, that's that's like I, me and my wife got our house. We just like yo, we we probably gonna be cool here. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it, when you live above your means, you do got to keep working. You know what I mean? Like I love rapping that's and singing true. and dancing, but you know, part of it is, you know, I'm I'm developing some things and I need my own capital. So I versus going and begging at a bank, I, I get out there and work my butt off to get my own capital to try these things, you know what I mean? You were early on real estate. You know, we spoke about this a bunch. You were early on real estate, man. Yeah. One thing I actually that's floating around the internet that I love, man, um, is, is your wife, man. Obviously, you know, it's good, it's good about having a good queen by your side, but uh, they have this saying, Killer Mike said he wanted to buy a new whip, but his woman convinced him to buy a $250,000 dollar 10-unit property instead. It's now worth $650,000. Yeah. That's why picking... Check this out. Yo, this, this is powerful right here. That's why picking the right partner is the most important decision you can make. You ready for this? Yeah. They can either drain you or empower you. True. Choose wisely. Yo, I know dudes that are like fucking ready to lose their fucking minds, you know, because they're in marriages that are yeah, just tough and argue, financial problems, whatever it is, yeah. and it becomes a problem. You know, having someone pick... The, you know, you know, tell us about that, man. It's powerful, man. I literally can remember, you know, at that point where you dating and you got, like, girl, couple girls you might be serious about, you know, even two, three, and then you got a couple you just have fun with, then you got a couple you just call at sure. in the middle of the night. So I remember just, 
In the middle of the night, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Just, just to, <laughs> she going to answer it three, fall through. Sure, yeah. sure. So you know how you just start to kind of say as you, as you, like, because women don't think men think. Men think we're instinctual. We're primal. We're lust-driven and sex-filled, right? But we, we, we thinkers. Because after, after you start moving a certain way as a man, like, say, if you're in a gangster movie, after you start becoming more financially secure, you know you can't have eight girls at the house. And, you know, you got to start willing that thing now. So I can literally remember almost like draft picks, like, you know, like, yeah, I like her. Like, I knew I was in love with Shay, like, totally in love with her, right? But it's like, man, she beautiful. She got a great rack, got a great butt. She's so smart, though, about common sense shit. See, I, I had other women I had dealt with that were greater educated in terms of sure. college. I had other women I had dealt with that had better, quote-unquote, jobs. I had other women that more cultured artistically. All of, all of that didn't mean nothing in regards to my wife because when she had all the intangibles that other women didn't. That was her call. She had all the intangibles. She had common sense. She was physically physically responsible in terms of money. She lived below her means. She didn't want more than she could have at the time, meaning she wanted Louis Vuitton. But if she could not afford to go in that store at the time, either it was coming off Canal Street or she was not going to wear it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was she was uh, she was so, so disciplined, so young. You know what I mean? She was a young girl when I met her, but she was disciplined. I was just like, man, I know this is it's, it was it was like I know she's a star quarterback. Like I know it. Mm-hmm. I know it in my gut. And then I seen her go work for companies like Staples and later Phillips and other corporations. And whatever department she landed in, she beefed up. She increased revenue and sales. And I'm just like, man, I remember when I tell her, I ain't like for real. Like, I like having you at home all day. You know what I'm saying? You're my best friend. You're my partner. I don't get caught up on no dumb shit that way. And you're so good at business. Like, yo, could you just quit? And she said first, like, nigga, please. <laughs> I'm going to quit my job. She's my grandmother's. They the same astrological sign, so she's very much like my grandmother. My grandmother, my grandmother thought Shay worked to the day she died. Shay had already been quit. We had already started running our own business and stuff. But my grandmother thought a job was important. So Shay was like, nah. Eventually, the job told her, "Look, you never get here on time. You do a great job, but we can tell you don't want to be here. You and Mike go do your thing." And I think we had about seventy-three thousand dollars in the bank at the time. We found a property like thirty-nine thousand, thirty, 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 and forty grand. We bought that property, refurbished that property, got with HUD, put a HUD run in there, and that started it. And we didn't. And we haven't stopped. How, how many properties do you own today? Um, shit, I can't even remember. She'd have to give you the list. I know we own, um, I know we own about $1.5 million in property. $1.5 to $2 million in property. What, what, what's people's misunderstanding about property? Because property is, is very powerful, but a lot of people don't get into it. They're they, nervous, you know? Yeah, they can't make more land and, you, like, rudimentary. I don't know, like, I'm learning about stocks and I'm learning more. And I've been, like, I gave her for Christmas. I gave her a bunch of stock for Christmas. Mm. And S&P 500 is just like the 500 most successful companies. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? But in terms of land, what I knew from the drug deal I looked up to, to my own grandparents, to my great-grandparents, to my mother, just land ownership in the South means something. If you own some land, you're always going to be able to get some money. My grandparents were working-class people, but because my grandfather owned property, those properties were rented out. So we were able to take vacation every year from the rental income. True. Our, our, our lights never went off, phone never went off because we owned something. My sister called me the other day and said, hey, they could cut some pine trees down on our land in Alabama. This is our portion of the check. Um, not a lot of money, but shit, I could buy me a couple pair of Jordans. Sure. She says, get split between me, you, and Lovey. So land ownership and where I'm from is very important. Um, as, as, as I grew up, I understood that my friends who moms paid rent were always going to be paying rent, where my mom bought and paid off her house by the time she was 29 years old. Her house was paid for. It was done. And she was free after that, you know, to lead whatever life she wanted to lead. So for me, land ownership has always meant freedom. It's always meant the ability to charge someone either for storing stuff on your land, for living on your land itself, or to taking stuff off your land. So it's always been money. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you buy a bunch of shit, it's always going to be worth something. But the money that that like one of our attorneys, he just bought land over the years. It was $4,000 lot, yeah, $10,000 lot, yeah. Years later, he looked up all the stuff he had just bought. It was $4 million in property. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? It's something to be, to buy. I did not want to pay a quarter million dollars in cash and nobody except the Dodge dealership. Mm. You know, my ass just want to drive fast, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And with that said, you know, Tip calling me like, hey, I got to play, and me having 150 to pivot there, and then this is only a, maybe a year after spending 250 with the apartment building, you know what I'm saying, we purchased. You know, I didn't want to, you know, as a rapper, you want to have all the money, but I understand that for the next 20 years, that's positive income. Sure. You know what I'm that my grandchildren will hopefully be benefiting from. So for me, land ownership is very important because that's the way I chose to grow my wealth. And now that I'm more secure in that and, and how to do that, now I'm getting more into stock ownership and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's even patience. I remember when I was young, I had some money and, uh, you know, my friend was like, yo, you had a car dealership, you know, and he's yeah. like, yo, put some money in, buy some of these cars, we could sell them. Yeah, you know, I, I, I forget. I was like, great idea. I think I dropped off like twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and uh, you know, then I went crazy, spent some money, was gambling in Vegas. I came back like two months. Like, yeah, yeah, I need that money back. I need he's that like, money back. He's yeah. like, no, no, no. What do you mean? I'm like, yo, I, I gave him a hard time, man. I pressed him. I got my money back, but you know, I didn't have the patience. They went up selling uh, those cars that we we're gonna buy for like sixty. Yeah, you know, it's a long game, man. You know, and it's a long. That's that's like the licks is the licks. Like you look at the Goodfellas, like the 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 heist. Was the heist, sure. but every week they had to be clicking something. Sure. Whether it was furs, whether it was liquor, whether it was, every you gotta consistently hit the licks. You know what I mean? And then the big licks will come. That's what I had to learn too. Like you know what I mean? The big licks will come, but consistency. What was it in Donnie Brasco when you come in there? They busted open candy machines. Yeah, yeah, and the meters. Yeah, you know. Oh, even though he was tired about that. Yeah. He's like, you motherfuckers want to be opening up meters all day. Yeah. But, you know, or or, or bookies or, or numbers yeah. or loan shark and money or, you, you, you're right, you're right. You know, well, moving on to, uh, uh, you know, Netflix, trigger warning. Yeah. What does trigger warning even mean? Well, I didn't know what trigger warning meant, period. And then I found out that it's um, apparently when we you know whatever triggers you, you know what I'm saying? Or people say trigger warning, like if you're triggered or you think they're going to be triggered by the images or the words, then you say that. So that was kind of our working title because we knew we wanted to kind of poke at societal norms to say why. You know, why is this? Why can't we? And it became it became the title. And we were just like, it was like at the end, what do you guys want to call the show? You we were like, Trigger warning, and we expect them to be like, "Fuck no." And <laughs> they were like, "Cool." We was like, "Cool." And they were like, "Cool." We was like, "I right, run it." Trigger warning. How long was that a uh, you know process? Because you know that doesn't happen overnight. Is that is this me a- and Daniel have been fucking trying to do this show or a variation or something like it ten years? We um have been very serious about it. To, I, we've been serious, but in terms of locking down and getting it done, the last two two and a half years, we um actually started filming around this time last year. Did I think about six weeks. You know, push through six, seven weeks of just straight pushing through grinding. Now, next season, well, I'm not, I'm not, because I was doing 15, 18 hour days. Next season. Will next season be like a continuation of like season one stories or parts of it? Different? I would like to. We're, we're, we're in the process now of figuring out, but you know, there's still some conquering white Jesus I'd like to figure out. You know what I'm saying? There, there's still some, I'd like to see what happens with, with the, with the, um, the four brothers and, and, the, you know, who are members of the street fraternity, the Crips. Yale, yeah, I'm gonna give Yale your jacket. Yale of Cash Crop, oh, okay. The, who I went to get the the bank loan with the, the other chubby brother. Yep, yep. He um he dropped a dope like Braves tribute jacket. It's it's like the Braves mm. silhouette, but it's called Trap Land. That shit is dope as fuck. He dropped it today. I put it up on my page. Okay. So if y'all go to Killer Mike, y'all can support. You know, Cold is still in you know in production. They getting it figured out, the merch and stuff. But with that, you can go support him right now. Mm. It's businessman. What about it, your boy Sleepy? Sleep now, you know my man. Sleep. This motherfucker, this motherfucker, star now. Yeah, man, he is. The police stopped sleep for like a good reason. When <laughs> we was thirteen, we was just running from him. You know what I mean? But man, the uh, the whole uh, what's crazy is Sleepy becoming a star, and even my wife, they they already so certified in their neighborhoods and where they from and on our side. Like Sleepy was already the past, you know what I mean? He already was like sleep from the navel. He already everybody already loved him. And now the greater world loves him in the same way. Mm. So hopefully we'll do some type of cool church of sleep, you know, goddamn book tour. You know what I'm saying? We that, got, would, that would be cool. Yeah. That's and, the thing too, you can make anything off of it. Make yeah. a you know, go on tour with I would personally, cities. you know, since I do know a few people in Atlanta, I would lo- personally love to open up strip club with sleep. Mm. And, and um 
and 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 as marijuana becomes legal, men sleep on a marijuana dispensary. So. That would be some shit. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, when you maybe we could have a first strip club dispensary. That would be even more crazy. Yeah, we gotta put we gotta put we some, have, and we'll put podcast room right in the back and and some good food. Yeah, straight you know? up. Oh but, no, Atlanta strip club food is top tier. Don't sleep. Like we actually have chefs cooking in our strip really. Yeah, if you want a great steak in the middle of the day, go to Cheetahs. If you want great seafood, go to Black Atlanta Strip Clubs. Go, mm. go to, um, go to the Blue Flame. Like fried shrimp. Yeah, fried shrimp, but but steam too. You know, people health conscious. Like you can go in there and get broccoli and steam shrimp and all that shit. You know what I mean? Well, I know Bun uh, took me to Dreams uh, in Houston. Uh, yeah, and and that shit had crazy fried. I'm telling shrimp. you, bro, crazy good food is in black. Black people, Italian people, and black people can yeah. cook the fuck out some yeah. food. That's one thing our culture share. I love. Yeah, I tell. You, I, I was telling you, m- my son's uh, uh, baptism. You know, yeah. one years old. Uh, had a, a fusion like you couldn't believe, you know. It had Man. the shrimp curry, beef curry, chicken palm, eggplant rollatini, you know, like, like baked ziti, balling, yo, fucking uh, spicy rigatoni. Oh man, fucking come you, on, man. yo. It, 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 it was just one of them, one of them things where it was just like crazy. Yo, uh, look, your boy Bernie. Well, actually, we, we ain't get. We'll get to this and then the we'll go back. You were with him, and and we'll go over this in a second. I mean, tremendous speeches. You put everything on your back. I, re- I feel like you really represented him in a way. I mean, I love seeing you out there like Thank that. Um, speaking from the heart, speaking facts, uh, not just some, 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 some kid from Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, what would it take to beat Trump? Only him. Yeah. Only him or a true radical. I think they put a real dent on Elizabeth Warren with the whole Cherokee thing and sure. her heritage. And that, to me, it, you know... I'm I'm not Native American, so I think that that would be better dealt with that community and her, you know. But I think Elizabeth Warren is a dynamic politician, and she holds um, she holds a standard that I appreciate in terms of how she deals with big corporations and, in particular, political corruption. So she's someone I like. But I honestly think that the only radical that could be a radical is Bernie sure, Sanders. Sure. You know, Trump is radically himself, and I don't think you beat that with a total line Democrat. You know, uh, for people listening who may not even know who Killer Mike is, you know, you like, like I was just saying, you joined Bernie Sanders a, a, a couple of years back when, when, when you know, running for president when Trump yeah, was. Yeah, would again. And, and and for people listening who, like I said, who may not know, why did why did you decide to get into? Not, it's not about Bernie Sanders. Why did you decide to get into that I world? I am a child of the city that produced Dr. Martin King, right? My direct mentors were the people who worked alongside Dr. Martin Luther King. So if you watch Selma, James Orange, who Omar played, um, who wore the glasses, Andrew Young, and in particular his late wife, Jean Charles Young, um, Walter Cleveland, Alex Johnson, who both did not work for King but worked directly with the people who worked it. These people were my direct mentors. So I've been given a level of expectation for what the beloved community can be, for what what politically Dr. King was uh, in his final two, three years of life. Not the I have a dream King they sell us, but the King that wanted fair and equitable reparations by way of economy, the King that was against the proliferation of war and the growth of corporations, and the King that was for and firmly on the behalf of the proletariat in terms of workers' rights and the eradication of poverty. I, for the rest of my life, will put any politician's agenda next to the agenda of Dr. Martin Luther King and say a person like a Shirley Chisholm. And if that does not match that, or if does not whoever if it does not match that, you're not even a consideration. So if you don't have any of those things on your agenda, you're not a consideration. If you have those things on your agenda, the person that hits the most points that aligns with that is the person I go for. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So I don't pick you, you pick you. If you're not pro-marijuana reform before it got popular and Chuck Schumer decided to get on the marijuana board, I'm not voting for you. If you're a corporate Democrat that's in, in, in bed with um, big corporations by way of pharmaceuticals, I'm not in this with you. If you're not pro-radical prison, ref- prison reform as a prosecutor, not just as a politician, and I'm just, you know, I don't see how I could trust voting for you. You get what I'm saying? So for me— totally the Democrats that they have or that they're attempting to give me are great Democrats. They're great politicians in what they've done, but they're not radical enough to me to beat the guy we have in there. Doesn't mean I don't like them. 
Doesn't mean I haven't supported some policy they would support or some people they would support, but it means that in order for my opinion to beat that radical, you have to have someone is equally the radical as the antithesis. Mm. You, when you were, um, you know, supporting Bernie Sanders, did you ever like fucking think to yourself like, man, young kid from Atlanta, yeah, you know, running the streets, wearing yeah. MX eighty seven, exactly, four X polo, <laughs> you know, yeah. that I'm on this stage representing yeah. possibly the pre- a president to be, yeah, or if not, yeah. a good fella, yeah, yeah, both of those thoughts, like, and and honored. To 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 do it because it was for the right man, for the right reasons. Mm. You know, I can remember him telling, sitting him and Jane, his wife, sitting with me and Shana, and him telling Shana, "It's going to get hard. You know, they're going to attack him. You know." And so you stick by him, because it's going to be hard for him. And it it some days it has been. You know what I'm saying? And he understood the sacrifice I was making in a greater way than I did at the time because he's been doing this 30, 40 years, you know? Like the old the old guy, you know, I call him the OG. Like, he's 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 authentic, man. He's 100, you know what I mean? Or I wouldn't I wouldn't be with him, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's I'm with the guy. You know You know how it's just like, oh, some good fellas call like, he's my guy. Yeah, you know? he's a friend of ours. Yeah, he's a friend. This, yeah, it's, exactly. So, it's, it's it, you know, you can put people in front of me that you think look like my cousins, you can put people in front of me that you think kind of match the guy that I'm with, but like I'm with the guy. I mean, he's a friend of house for real, you know, and I'm and I gotta tell my community that because that's the truth. Like he matches up with the Godfather that's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dr. King had a high standard, which is why he was abandoned by friends, vilified by other ministers. And if you don't believe me, go watch King in the Wilderness. Go watch that, mm-hmm. go watch that movie. You know what I'm saying? And then you'll get to see, you'll say to yourself, well, who do they treat like this? I'm going to vote for the person they treat like this. Mm. So with Sanders, man, I'm, I'm with him. Hey, listen, hopefully he can take out Trump in 2020. You know what I'm saying? I don't that- think if he if he, if he he's not the guy, I don't, you know, I think you deal with four more years. Of, of the, of the Fuck! Guy. Don't say that. Man, I've met Bobby De Niro. Man. Man, first of all, that's legendary. Yeah, thanks to David Pierce, man, who's a swag shop customer. He does production. Your barber shop. Yeah, exactly. He has, does production. He built out that swag, the swag shop built out that we had at Shaq's Funhouse. Dave built that out. He's a great human being. I love him to death. And um, Dave, I don't know, he was in a movie that Bobby was on. It told him all about me and being a Bernie supporter. Dave and I met on the Bernie campaign. And... Um, he got me an introduction and went and sat, had had some food and drink and talk cool. And he literally went into Goodfellas mode talking about Trump. <laughs> like, like he literally just he don't like he can't stand the guy. Man. You know what I mean? He wants him. He wants him out of here. Like, Wouldn't fucking kill him today? Exactly. Put him in the fucking trunk. <laughs> Robert, listen, that's that what, shit was like talking to Jimmy. It yeah, was Jimmy not, Conway, man. <laughs> it was really Jimmy Conway. It was not Bobby De Niro. I'm just sitting there, just like, oh. Yeah. You know so, I mean? so, sometimes your life is crazy, you know, uh, uh, having dinner, uh, chilling, and rapping with uh, the one and only, the legendary Robert De Niro. Absolutely. Man. I mean, from everything, look, uh, you know, I, like I said, from everything from rapping with Outkast to run the jewels with you and LP to being an entrepreneur to activist to, to not having a TV feet. show. Pistol <laughs> Pete, look, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Internet's don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Actually, you know what I want you to do? Go to YouTube. Pull up uh, Killer Mike Bernie Sanders uh, and look at the speeches he made. I mean, come on. Okay? And then also while you're at it, uh, get ready for some Netflix and chill. Trigger warning. Don't fuck around. Support. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Absolutely. Cheer. Yo, what's up? This is the Trilogy Bumby. You're now tuning in to my brother, Premium Pete, and the Premium Pete Podcast. Relax. He's a friend of ours. Internet, and we're back. Same with my guy, Killer Mike. Uh, listen, would you ever want to be a, a, a mayor? I mean, we got a beautiful, <laughs> you got a beautiful mayor in Atlanta, uh, Keisha. Yeah, Bottoms, some right? say, some say, me and my friend Ti are a big part of that reason, man. We're yeah. happy to get out there and stomp for her. That's yeah. a speech I people need to see is me speech on my speech and tip speech on voting the hometown girl in right there on the courthouse steps of the of the, um, of the bill of City Hall. Man. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, you know, you've been on uh, an amazing press run. You've been all over the place. Yeah, you've been, yeah Wendy, Williams. Been, uh, Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. uh Stephen Colbert. Church. Uh, where else? Where else you been? I on? just I just did t- Complex TV with Trinidad James. Just did BT. I did um 
I did Seth Meyers. Did the Breakfast Club? Yeah. Yo, you and Envy good? Yeah, I love Envy. That's my I bro. Know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, people thought I'd be bullshitting. Like I put a picture of my dad up. They was like, oh shit, he is Envy's color. But nah, Envy is um Envy is a friend. Like we he's he's and he's a mentor. He's brilliant with the real estate investments. We often just we're like Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali. You know, we give great interviews because we argue with one another. Sure, but I sure. love Envy. Man, I Envy. love how you turned up, man. I love, I love, and I don't mean that like as a disrespect to Envy. I love Envy too, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, I love how you, you know, when you believe in like, yo, that that conversations like that need to happen. More. It's a barbershop argument. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. And for people who don't understand barbershop culture, barbershop argument. Anything is safe to say, think, and assume in the barbershop within the confines of the barbershop. You just have to be willing to have a challenge, right? And the challenges can get loud and boisterous sometimes. You quiet down when mothers come in with their sons, and then they go back out and you, you turn up. But it's a way to show, to me, people, you can argue and disagree without being disagreeable. I don't hate him. That's my brother. I love him. We can disagree. But that's still a black man beautiful, beautiful black children, and that man, I want to be successful in his family, his endeavors, because I want the same for me, and I want the same for the greater community, too, but I have a vested interest in seeing MVP successful. Sure, absolutely. I love him. And and, and your, your, your your debate or barbershop talk that we were talking about was more first public schools versus private schools. No, it was not. Okay, okay, okay. No. There we go. It, Tell it me. It got framed as that. The talk was about should the black community, much like other communities— um, keep their children insulated till about 11, 12, or 13 years old. And the reason I say that is it can be incredibly difficult to put out a confident child if that child has not been insulated in its own culture or to be culturally comfortable with being itself. So Frederick Douglass said it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. It is not easy to always be African-American or to be black, period, of of, of you know, descendant of slave descent or even an immigrant in this country because the greater culture does not always appreciate you or always validate that. So you get, like much like on my show Trigger Warning, a child that'll go in a new environment, it's a minority, and someone will say, your skin looks like poo. Not mm. like copper, mm. you know, not, not like brown like Coca-Cola, like poo, like shit. You get what I'm saying? And if you, for me... Because I'm from the South where things are pretty segregated, even if by way of self-segregation, I grew up in an all-black community that was gentrified by black people from poor whites as the poor whites got pushed out. I went to a great school because there were rich black people in the middle of our neighborhood. Huh? What school was that? Yeah, Collier Heights. People mm-hmm. Google that neighborhood, the Collier Heights, and you'll understand why. Went to the Collier Heights Elementary School. Then I went to Frederick Douglass High School. Mm. To give you some context on who Frederick Douglass was, he was not only a friend of President Lincoln and one of the you know, most famous abolitionists ever, he was the most photographed person of the 19th century. So essentially, I'm talking about the Barack Obama of the 19th century. My high school is named for him. Our rival high school is Booker T. Washington High School. I mean, our rival high school is Benjamin E. Mays, who's the president of Morehouse College, which is the Harvard College for black men, right? So my rival high school is still a black person of high esteem. So everything in my life, culturally, good and bad, but for a lot of the good, you're always going to hear more good, was was African-American oriented or black. Then I went to Morehouse College. So... When I finally got out in the world, it was about 13 years old when I started, you know, getting on, getting into other events or in things that involved the greater community, white people, you know, white people of different ethnicities. I was confident in who I was. Hosea Williams had already come to my school and told me Egyptians was black. I already knew about the kingdom of Mali. I already, because of Dr. Asa Hilliard and his, his um, curriculum that went in my school, I already was proud and understood how I was connected to Jamaica, Brazil, Trinidad, Tobago. You know what I'm saying? I literally was so confident coming out that even if I didn't speak Swahili, I was proud to be black and I knew mm. I could learn to. I started Swahili classes by then, that type of stuff. So my thinking is that maybe... In such a hostile environment, maybe the Atlanta way of maybe having your children in, in even in a public school that may be named for them or people that look like them, maybe this is the way to insulate your children. So when you put your children in a private school environment or in a, or in a minority-majority environment, they're confident so that their confidence isn't broken. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just, mm. like, I talk to him honestly say, hey, my youngest daughter has been around such 
black excellence, but still just all black, I'm considering sending her to a, a mixed school paideia for high school. I just talked to a young lady who went there. She said, Mike, I tell you, it was culture shock when I first got there, but it was great because I was already confident. She said, just like you argued, my, by the time I got out of middle school with black kids, I had already been insulated from a, from a, from a confident ego perspective. I couldn't be broken. That's all I'm saying. You know, you can't break a Jewish child who's proud to be Jewish and who, who has went to Hebrew school. You can't break that child. You can't break an Italian child that's grown up in Little Italy, is proud to be Italian from top to bottom. Everybody who might be from the numbers man and to the person who, you know, we remember it tells you that um, uh, America discovered America. Wasn't that, wasn't that guy Italian? Which one? Who, Christopher Columbus? Nah, not Columbus. It wasn't Columbus. It was... Um, He's a fugazi. Nah, nah. Yeah, fuck Columbus. Only, uh, but I only, thought the guy uh, who was America was named for... Or, um, I thought that was an Italian guy out here first, but just whatever, whatever makes Italians proud. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the church or sure. state, whatever. But it's like, Big yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't tear that down, like because it's, I'm already insulated. Like fuck you, mean we can't sing it. It's got Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you get what I'm saying? So that's all I want. That's all I was. That's, that's really my real point. Yeah. That if 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 in a hostile environment. Your children should not have to sacrifice confidence for education. Mm. They should go hand in hand. I love it. I love it. Other than uh, Shay, your wife, who do you go for to advice? Like, who's your OG? Oh, boy, I thought you were asking about a mistress. I was going to say, we don't do that anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, here we had Karen, and he go so well. So, uh, what Karen say? Yeah. The wives are all unhappy. They be together on Fridays and yeah. then on Saturdays and like, take their girlfriends out. You know, <laughs> Pauline Goodfellas, I love when he says, uh, look, you got to go home. Yeah. Yo, I've had that. And my friends, my my friends have, you know, you when you're young, you reckless, you do some sleep. Oh, man, sleep don't play that shit. Mm. Sleep mm. don't play that shit. Like, sleep is like, hey, bro. Hey, sis. Hey, bro. We together. Mm. Forever. Forever. He's like, bro, there ain't none of that other shit. We together. You know yeah. She always will say to me, like, what would your friend say? And I was like, I showed her that scene in Goodfellas. Like, this is what my friends say <laughs> you know what i mean they don't they don't play that shit with me you know, you know it's classic it's classic to even use moments like that but but for for real like shay's your wife yeah she is we, we already spoke about how much you love her and, yeah. and what kind of person she is but other than her yeah like who's your og like who do you go to for advice oh uh, man you know one of them bun mm. you know bun is a person scarface and Willie d also mentor me mm. e40 has given me some good words chameleon air is a peer but it's just a person whose mind I sincerely respect, you know what I'm saying? Diddy, um, it really gives me a lot of encouragement. Believe People, you know, people, you never know who the people are. Quietly, I, you know what I'm saying? It, it's amazing how many people behind the scenes have nudged me and given me encouragement. And I, But Diddy, at this point, I just consider a friend. Like, he's been for years, like, giving, showing love and things of that nature. Um, you know, there's a man named Mr. Edward Johnson who was a teacher at my rival high school at Benjamin E. Mays. I was a member of a group called Black Teens for Advancement that, kind of mediated violence between our schools to dissipate it. He is a, a mentor. My um, friend, the late Alice Johnson, who ran the Atlanta Foods Commission on Children and Youth, a woman from northern Chicago, just an amazing woman, taught me about Shirley Chisholm and taught me about the Dr. King no one ever knew in terms of, you know, the radical, um, the late Reverend James Orange and the late Reverend, um, well, the late Walter Cleveland, currently alive, Reverend Albert E. Love. You know, my, um, you know, I seek mentorship from a lot of people, and I accept it. You know, I accept the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, wherever it may come. You know, mm. Mm. Run the jewels, you and LP working on uh, four, four, RTJ four. When, when, when's it going to be we working? Oh man, L, he said we working. L, yeah, <laughs> L came down to Atlanta. He dropped, um, played some beats, dropped one beat off. I've been freestyling to that shit since the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, so I'm probably gonna probably gonna lock in. I'm gonna probably see L tonight. I'm gonna call him after I'm done. I think about three. So in about an hour, I'm done. I'll probably be with L by five or six. Maybe we'll go in tonight. We'll see. Could mm, mm. could be something special. So so how will we know if uh, it's gonna be special? Oh, okay, we're course. about to have our midnight marauder moment. Forget about it. How will we know if Netflix uh, is gonna put up season two? Man, you know, is it gonna say that it's been approved what, for season what two? What helps is you guys watching it, mm -hmm. getting your friends to watch it, and commenting to the positive on it. That's what helps. And you know, let's see, let's see, let's see about March one what they say. Mm. You know, uh, we spoke on this before, but, you know, anybody like, uh, you know, in the neighborhood, in the hood, at the corner store, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I, I spoke about this where I said, yo, you know what, Killer Mike is the type of dude that even a, a, a street dude who's closed-minded 
if you approached them, would open up and, 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 and be able to, like, you know, listen to you. And they help, they help me see differently, too. Yeah. You know What's I'm some of your advice for people who uh, are, are just looking to take that next step, man, that, you know, uh, you know in the hood and, and really want to— next step up. Yeah. Well, you know, try to, um, try, try to get I'm out gonna of I'm going to get there. this to men, to young men in particular. If you don't have children, do not have children. Like, go out of your way not to have children right now. Buy condoms, plan B pills, pull-out method for my Catholic guys out there. And even if you're just sure about it, get a vasectomy. <laughs> but I say that because you don't want to be absent a child's life. Nothing rides like that guilt. Nothing feels like as a dad, I'm sure you had to be away from your children for an afternoon and felt guilty about it. Sure. You know what I mean? So you don't want that to be riding you, right? And financially, you free yourself up to really advance. If you have one child, don't have no more. If you have two, don't have no more. Pivot right now if you don't have formal education to some type of trader skill. I don't care if that's barbering, heating the air, carpentry, something for the next 20 years this country is going to be building. They're going to need people to build shit. You know what I'm saying? Your work is going to be valuable. Even if you're in the South, truck driving, things of that nature. The, the rudimentary blue-collar jobs that got our grandfathers here are coming back. And they're going to give you an opportunity to make money. And you can learn college shit online now, right? You can learn that. So if you still want to get a master's back, you can still do all that. But I would just say for young men, man, further your education, especially by way of trades and skills. Save your money. Go ahead and buy something now. Buy a piece of property now. You know what I mean? Go ahead and plan. If you're not having children, don't have none. But if you do with a woman, be with her. Y'all figure that shit out. If y'all got to go find a third and have some fun with on the weekends and to get your love, <laughs> do whatever. But you got to stick together and you got to move like a unit, right? You got to be like Henry and Karen at the beginning of their marriage and not the end of their marriage. Mm. And that's it. Because I think that if we as men start to do that and step it up, it adds, especially in that black community, it adds the stability we need to plateau up. We can't plateau up right now because we trying to jump up. And a lot of us are kind of like jumping up in mud or quicksand so you don't have nothing firm. So we have to look at ourselves as the foundation, which means you can have some fun, but you can't have all the fun. Mm. Trigger warning on Netflix. Yep. Killer Mike. Yep. Run the Jewels 4 coming out very fucking soon. Yep. Uh, uh, swag shops, barber shops. How many are there? There are three now. We okay. have the OG shop by the airport in Atlanta, the flagship store, 365 Edgewood Avenue, the State Farm Arena one where the Hawks play, hopefully coming to New York, L.A., London, and Japan soon. Cripacola? Cripacola. Cripacola and B-Pop are coming, man, you know, in some variation. Mm-mm. At Killer Mike on Instagram. At, at Killer Mike on Twitter. That's me. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, you, are you, and, you and David Banner are friends? Yes, man. Me, David Banner. And you both remind me of the same people, man, but yeah. uh, he's a great guy. And, and I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I forgot doing the mentoring thing. That's a peer that I actually talk to. We usually talk on Sundays. Mm. So, yeah, Banner is definitely a person who... I am influenced by and appreciate appreciate his friendship greatly. Shouts to David Banner. Internets, support the one and only, okay? Not only just Killer Mike, a man uh, of, of, of a lot of heart, a lot of passion, a Thank good you. fella, my good brother fella. Killer Mike. Cheer. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeepshow at gmail.com, and we'll, we'll get to working, okay? And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay? You know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Peep Show on Twitter or Instagram, or for the last time I'll tell you, well, I'm not gonna, it's not the last time, email me. The Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. And let's get to working. Cheer.